Welcome back to the Live and Never Now podcast. My name is Will. And my name is Jake. And today my topic is habits. Um, Jake, I know you just read the Atomic Habits book. Yeah. And I'm working on a system for tracking habits as well. Uh, and I think it'd be a good time to talk about habits. Let's talk about it. I, I first of all, want to recommend Atomic Habits to anybody that likes to read. It was a very well-written and succinct approach to habits. I use a lot of the methodologies in my own life for creating my own habits and sticking to my own habits. And I have nothing but good things to say about the book if you if you want to venture into that space. Sweet. Yeah. So before we jump right into habits, I want to talk about kind of where habits fit into your system of life right. or your journey to becoming whoever you want to be. I used to think that there were kind of three levels. There was the long, long-term vision, medium-term goals, and then daily habits. Okay. But the more I research about goal setting and what makes a good goal, the more I think goals are kind of stupid mm -hmm. and you shouldn't actually focus on goals. You should just have this long-term vision and then small habits that push you towards that. I completely relate. Yeah. And your goals basically turn into like, I have a goal to have this habit for this length of time. Right. And your habits kind of become a little bit more experimental because they don't have to be habits for the rest of all time. They can just be a habit goal for the next three months or the next one month. That's a really interesting um, approach. I like that. Yeah. I, so have you been doing this at all? Have you been kind of approaching your own stack, your habit stack with this? <laughs> I've been trying to, yeah. I think it's interesting how much your success is affected by how you word success, the words you use to define success. Right. So if you have bad goals, you're probably going to end up with a bad outcome because your goals push your progress. So if your goals are worded in a way that measure success in this weird, like con contorted way, then you're probably not going to have the greatest success. Or if you basically set a goal that's too ambitious and you're destined to fail, then it's hard not to be unmotivated by it eventually. Right. Or like arbitrarily writing your goal where the there's no endpoint for the goal, for example, mm -hmm. is is sort of in line with a bad goal because you can't ever achieve it when there's no endpoint for a goal. Mm -hmm. So this is actually one of my biggest takeaways from product design is that defining my goals and and what success actually looks like, mm -hmm. defining what success looks like is one of the most important steps in the whole process. And it comes at the beginning because without having that visualization and by visualization, I mean clearly defined endpoints for what success looks like or what our goals are, then we can't achieve them throughout the process. So I, I just recently I've taken that sort of consideration about goals in my own life and learned in my own way. It's it's cool that you're also approaching that. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to. It's definitely hard. And I think our culture is kind of set up to be really goal-oriented, like yeah. New Year's resolutions. Right, right, right. No one actually sticks to their New Year's resolutions, though. So we, right. we all know that this model doesn't really work. Well, I think about, I think about, I almost talked about um, 
temptation today. I almost talked about temptation. And I think about that quote all the time that you bring up that about uh, the man falls to the greatness of his purpose or something. What is it? Um, we can never succeed beyond the purpose to which we were willing to surrender. Right. Is that the one? Right. And just about how having purpose... It's like, I guess that aspect of goal setting and habit, really habit stacking is an important part of sticking to it because like motivation dwindles, but purpose is, is sort of lifelong if, if you approach it that way. And then I also think about, I guess, system oriented approach to achieving your grander vision, which is super atomic habit style, but also, um, what you're kind of getting at in this conversation. So how does, how does, um, (laughs) <laughs> we don't have to relate to that why I was going to talk about temptation, but I was, I was basically going to talk about like abstaining from doing a thing is about your purpose and not necessarily your motivation to not do the thing because I don't want to eat sweets all the time. And yet I'm looking at sweets in the, at, at the coffee shop this morning and I'm like, I really want sweets, but my purpose is greater than, uh, I guess getting to eat those sweets. And I think that that's a big part of um, sticking to good habits and ultimately achieving your goals is having purpose in them. But I wanted to kind of get away from that and ask you where, I guess what you were approaching at the beginning of this conversation, which is where habits fall in, in this grander vision. Where, where do habits fall for you as far as your approach to attaining your goals or your grander vision or however, whatever words we're going to use? I think habits are the way you do that. Okay, cool. And I think habits and goals for the rest of this conversation, I'm going to kind of use interchangeably because I think that good goals are habits essentially, or they can be broken down into habits trivially. Okay. So I want to talk for the rest of the episode about basically what I think makes a good goal or a good habit Okay. and how you should define your goals and your habits to set you up for success instead of doing what people do for New Year's resolutions and stop at February, basically. So, okay, so is this a is this prescriptive in any way? Like you keep saying you should do, or is this something that's sort of um, just proven to be really effective in your own life and you want to share? How 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 do you approach this conversation? Oh yeah, I'm I'm no expert for sure, but if I was going to give someone advice, this is the advice I would give them. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I'm ready. Cool. So I think the first rule for a good habit is you you always track your effort and you never track the outcomes for a habit. So if you want to lose weight, your your goal or your habit should not be about the number on the scale when you step on it. It should be about the number of times you put in the effort to make that number go down. Okay. So if you if you want to get down to you know, whatever your ideal body weight is, Uh it doesn't matter what your body weight is right now and what that relationship, like as long as you're making progress, progress is definitely important, but it's more about the effort because that's what you can fully control. Okay, sure. I do have a question if you're ready for me to like jump into that. How do you measure you getting to your ideal weight eventually if you never measure the outcome? Like I could, I could do my effort every day, right? But if I don't actually ever reach the outcome, then I haven't achieved what I set out to do, correct? 
Well, it depends on what you set out to do. If you set out to just go to the gym every day, then hopefully you will lose weight. If you go to the gym every day, like there's no way you're not going to. Or if there is something that's holding you back, then it's probably about your diet or something else. Hey, I was going to say, because you can definitely go to the gym every day and not lose weight if you eat like shit. So that's where your habits tie into your vision. Okay. So your vision is the ideal you as far into the future as you can possibly vividly imagine. Okay. And that, that perfect you basically guides how you set your habits. So your perfect you is your perfect weight or your perfect, you know, whatever. Essentially, it's like the ultimate goal in the traditional sense, but you can never completely get there because it's always 10 years in the future or 15 years in the future, yeah. no matter how old you are. So yeah. it's always evolving as you are, yeah. like by definition, because it's the greatest you could possibly be. Okay. And it's your North Star for where you set these habits. So you, if your habit relates to weight loss, or it's probably going to be two habits, one for diet, one for exercise. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you still can measure progress against that ideal you, but that's not actually what the point of the habit is. The habit is about actually putting in the effort. And if your habit is aligned well with what your vision is going to be, the outcomes kind of take care of themselves. I want to believe that I do. I want to believe that. In the weight loss example, it definitely is true. Well, if you are, yeah, if you, if you take the holistic approach to your health, right, you have to have that vision though, to see that. Yeah. The vision is very important. You you have to have the vision that says like diet is an important part of this goal in the traditional sense of you. Cause I feel like at some, at some level, people are going to start at a traditional sense of goal, even if they unpack it and use it in the way that you're talking about Like they start with, Hey, I, this is my ideal body weight. When you chase that perfect you, for example. Right. And Oh, and eventually like they set up their habits to get to that place where they're measuring the effort every day. I, I hear you. And I, I think that the vision part, like you just said, is, is super important. I do know personally though, from approaching habits from an effort level and a show up <laughs> kind of level, like how many times did I actually just try? How many, how many times did I, in a row, did I put my best foot towards going towards this grander vision of myself, right? How many times did I do my habit, journaling, making music every day, whatever. I feel so much better about myself when I just do it. Like I just get such a sense of fulfillment emotionally from just just measuring my effort off of showing up and did I give my best effort. So are you saying you should measure effort or you should measure outcomes? No, I'm saying you should I'm not I don't have a stance yet. I'm okay. I'm just listening to you. I'm just saying that when I t- when if you like take your approach and map it over how I live my life, I agree with you that or at least I don't know if this is what you were getting at, but I guess a side benefit of the way you're approaching it is just that when you do it every day, like you measure like you, like I measure my success for getting a better body by going to the gym consecutively and dieting consecutively. So I already do this at some level. But when I eat well and I don't eat like shit and then I go to the gym, my personal fulfillment is very high even though I may not be at my ideal body weight yet. Yeah. If that makes sense. So there's no, I don't like hang my hat on the goal, I guess, or the outcome. I do hang my hat on 
However, if I made progress towards that outcome. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's it's been a very constructive way for me to approach my habits, especially in the body space, because I think you can get really emotionally weird in the body space when like with just our society and how you should look, quote unquote, mm-hmm. things like that. Anyway. Yeah, I don't think traditional goals are bad necessarily. I think they're a good starting point. Right. But you'd be better off if you evolved it into more of a habit. Right. Or more of an action-oriented goal. So right. You're tracking what you're doing and not where you want to be. Because like you said, it will help. It will give you fulfillment in the moment to just make progress instead of focusing on where you're going to be. And you, we can't always control exactly where we're going to be. We might get injured or something and not be able to completely get to our, our vision where we're, we're going to be, but we're still going to be able to make progress in some er- other area right. through the same, the same habit. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, sorry about that. Moving on, I, I think the, the next important aspect of a good goal or a good habit is to make it start right now instead of in a week or in a month. Instead of planning to do something next month or, you know, next year my New Year's resolution is going to be whatever. Right. Uh, you probably shouldn't delay that progress. Just start right now. Amen. There's really no benefit in, in putting it off. That's my biggest beef with New Year's resolutions. And for a time, I was like, I don't do New Year's resolutions. And I and I don't. But, like, I think New Year's resolution is a good time for reflection naturally. But if you are if you are going towards a habit or you're going towards a goal, so you, why, what are you waiting for? You know? Like, why why start on January 1st? Like, do it right now. Mm-hmm. St- change your life right now. You have the power to be different right now. Mm-hmm. Start Start being better. That's you know? why I think it's so important to focus on actions. Yeah. Because you can always make an action. You, you cannot always reach an outcome right now, but you can always do something right now. You can. And it just makes everything more tangible. It makes it easier to convert your, your habits or your goals into your schedule daily yeah. or your, how you talk about them to other people. Right. Like you don't need to tell people like, oh, yeah, my goal this year is to you know, publish 15 articles. Like whatever like you're just you're just flexing at that point it's much better i would say to have a goal like i'm going to write for 30 minutes every day or whatever cuz it's just about the the effort like you if if you're just trying to like flex just flex yeah. about your your effort yeah i don't know i i don't i don't see as much value in like the dialogue personally with others or uh, even with yourself like yeah. the way you word things in your brain affects how you think about them i think that's true yeah, I think that's true. I was, I guess I was just thinking about too, what are like the three things, or I guess if there's a short list of things you can control in this life, it's your perspective, your effort, and your actions. If you think about it, like those are some of the only things you can control in this life. And all of those, you can, you know, to your point, start right the second and change right the second mm-hmm. because you're in control. You're the boss of those three things. Yeah. So get after it. <laughs> get after it. <laughs> get after it. Um, yeah, I guess. How do you think about your goals? I guess I don't even know how to like, what do we call those now? <laughs> like, I guess habits? your vision. Yeah. How do you think about your habits in the, in the context of the conversation as far as how you might tell me about your habit? I get going to that like sort of social dialogue dynamic. 
so this actually goes back to why I'm bringing this up in the first place. I'm building this social accountability Discord bot, basically, right? where people can talk about their habits publicly. And the way they talk about their their habits, I think, is really important for the success of those habits. Right. So being able to word a habit in a way that is constructive, not only for inspiring other people who might be watching this person achieve their habit, but for the person who's actually doing the actions, I think the the syntax is is important. So what I've kind of, I guess, concluded through trying to do that, I don't know if it's the correct answer, but one, be very action-oriented. Two, is always count up, which is kind of a nuance of this, this system. But if you have a negative goal, like in your case, don't eat sugar, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a lot more beneficial to count up the number of times you did eat sugar instead of count up the number of times you didn't eat sugar. So you, you're always counting an action. You're never counting a non-action. So I li- Yeah, I like that because that's, I mean, I've been testing this with you. Mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the flaws for me with any habit tracker, not just mm-hmm. your goal thing that you made, is that it's tedious to count when you do something. Mm-hmm. Like I brush my teeth at night was a habit I was trying to like get better at. <laughs> this is so gross. I always talk about brushing my teeth at night as a bad habit. But I had to like go into streaks and press brush my teeth for two minutes every time I brush my teeth. And that just isn't sustainable in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like I want in a perfect world, I want no interface for tracking my habits. But I, I get the value in having to go and articulate that you yeah. did something, especially in the count up situation that you're talking about where I did something bad. Now everybody on this accountability channel watch that I did something bad. It's a, a supreme, I think it's nailing the accountability part of what we're going for in that goal bot. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a way to ever get around counting when you do do something, Yeah, but you can definitely get around not counting when you don't do something. So if you brush your teeth, you're always going to have to count after that. Right. But if your goal is don't drink alcohol, you're not going to have to count when you don't drink alcohol. You only have to count when you do do something. Right. If that makes sense. It kind of makes me want to make all my goals negative in that, in that my aspect. Like don't not brush my teeth <laughs> so that I'd only have to count when I, I only have to count when I don't do it. Cause that feels like the only sustainable way to track my habits. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is you you never count when you don't do it. You only count when you do do it. I guess, but like on a positive thing like that, like where I want to be brushing my teeth, mm-hmm. I have to take the opposite approach in my mind. Like I would ingenuitively like use your habit tracker sort of in, but inversely. Then you would have to remember in the moment that you didn't brush your teeth. You know what I mean? So I see what you're saying. The the problem with counting when you didn't do something is that you didn't do it. So there's no trigger to count it. At least when you do it, there's a trigger. Like as soon as I'm done doing this, then I count it. But like if it's, yeah, if it's don't drink alcohol. I guess on an accountability channel though, I feel like I would be, I would be thinking about it. It would weigh on my mind that I didn't brush my teeth. That should already weigh on your mind, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you nasty. <laughs> well, I mean, it, but if you're sitting in your room on your phone, instead of like 
logging, oh, I didn't do this. Just go brush your teeth. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like it would, it would make me brush my teeth a lot more if I did the opposite goal. But it, I think after a while you would lose that trigger because if you were really good about your streak, you wouldn't have touched the app in, you know, 10 days or something. Right. So then you, you kind of lose that trigger. You know what I mean? Like even in the past few days of logging your no sugar. Yeah. Or me logging my whatever, no, nothing other than water. Yeah. Like I lose the trigger and there's some days I just forget to log it. Most days I forget to log it, full transparency. Yeah, because kind of, <laughs> there's no trigger. And I don't know a way around that other than just making the trigger doing the thing. Yeah, I agree. I think that that, that works for the most part. I want to like keep thinking about the brush teeth thing. because. <laughs> yeah, you keep thinking about that. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on. I think another good rule of thumb for uh, habits is that they should last between 4 and 13 weeks. 13, I think, is the maximum because it's... a a quarter um, and it's kind of based on the idea of the 12 week year and four, I think is the minimum that you can do something and actually get the benefit from it. Would you, would you, uh, so I assume four is because it takes about 21 days to form a habit on average. I just did four because I've never, if I've ever done something for four weeks, it was beneficial. Okay. Okay. Well, it takes just on average for most people, it differs a little bit, but most people will take about 21 instances for a habit to uh, really set in. The 12-week year, would you explain that a little bit just briefly for people to understand what you meant? Yeah. The idea is that a whole year is too long for our puny little brains to think about. So we can't plan for stuff effectively. If it's a year in the future, we don't know what we're going to want in a year. Yeah. We don't know what our lives are going to look like in a year. So it's a little bit unmanageable to think about goals on that long of a timeline. And it's better to think about them in terms of quarters uh, because it's a long enough period of time that you can still get a ton done. If you did something every day for 13 weeks or 12 weeks, rather. Yeah, 12 or 13 weeks, whatever it is, you're going to get a lot done. Right. But it's not long enough that it loses the flexibility or the ability to, the ability to experiment with something new. Uh, because you don't have that commitment of doing it for a whole year. It's just 12 weeks. I think we could even uh, take that approach with Lion, or sorry, Living Every Now. I think we could take that approach with Living Every Now, uh, where we, we sort of break our planning down by quarter in that instance. So Because I feel like sometimes we, we'll say a thing and sort of just lose track of it because it's too far in advance. Mm-hmm. Well, really, we should be working towards that thing still, but it's just so far in advance that we don't have practical means for advancing mm-hmm. towards that goal and i i i, I haven't read the 12 week year but I'm, I'm definitely interested in exploring that idea uh very soon just because of that but thanks for explaining that yeah and i think it's important to have shorter goal timelines because it incentivizes you to be a little bit more experimenty so you could do a month of just cold showers but who, right. no one's going to commit to a year of cold showers like unless they've tried it before right so you can have these small little experiments where you're not trying to build a lifelong habit you're just mm-hmm. trying to see if this thing helps you well if we we if we go back to the callousing episode you and i do this all the time we're constantly experimenting with new things mm-hmm. to uh, i guess just make things a little bit harder and not necessarily always making things harder for the sake of just making things harder but sometimes it is for the sake of just making things harder sometimes it's for the sake of like you just said will this make me better for example cold showers which mm-hmm. i think Yes, 
it will make you better. But is it necessary all the time? I don't know. Um, sugar, something that I know is going to make me better for the time that I don't have sugar. Now, am I ever going to have sugar again? Probably. But is if is my life fundamentally better because I don't have sugar? Probably also. So I think everything in moderation, but for the time being having, and then just practicing that discipline is super important too. Um, yeah, I found it's a lot easier to be disciplined when you know what the end date is. It's a lot easier to hold is. out, a lot easier to hold out for that last like 15 days if you know there's only 15 days. But if it's kind of this unbounded, just avoid sugar kind of like aimlessly, right? it's much easier to slip. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I love the experiment thing because you can do anything for 30 days, mm -hmm. genuinely. Or if something really scares you. Yeah. Like it, it's, it could be something that you are not even really experimenting with. You know you should be doing this thing, but you're just bad at it. Or it, you know you don't have the discipline yet to do it for a whole quarter. So right. you're just going to try one month. Right. One month I'm going to get up for five, at 5 a.m. Right. Or one month I'm going to take a cold shower every day. I like that. I could do more. I could do more. Like I have a, several habits that I just kind of do aimlessly because I want to do them forever. But I think maybe even just having an uh, an in it period, like an initialized period of let me let me make sure this habit's concretely formed. So let me sprint for thirty days and make sure it's a habit, and then I can live the rest of my life with it if I so choose to, or not. Um, but I think some of those more long term habits, like waking up every day at six a.m., for example, for me, that's something that. I don't honestly care about as much. Like I'm okay with waking up at 6.15 or 6.40, but it's not like I have anywhere to be. I do it for me, but it would be nice to just approach it a little bit more concretely, I think, at least at first for that initialized period. Like I was saying, like like uh, very. we just talked about journaling. A very important part of getting to all the benefits that I got from journaling was forming the habit initially, and I did very, take it very seriously the first like three months that I was doing journaling, like every day. Um, so that's, that's really important. I, I had a question, if you don't mind. Go for it. Because I just we just talked about living every now, too, in the 12-week year. How do you think about business goals or business vision or business habits? And how can we have takeaways from this conversation into our own business? I haven't thought about it too much, but I, I think it's pretty much the same thing. Okay. You you want to have the the long term vision of what this is if you did everything right for the next fifteen years, but that that north star that compass kind of has to propagate back into what are we going to do right now? And I guess that would then transcend to everybody has a role, and everybody works on this thing for this long with this habit set. I guess, and that's how you can kind of compile this grander vision is okay, this guy's doing this thing consistently. This guy's doing this thing for consistently. This guy's doing this thing consistently. Now, all of these add up to our grander vision. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, like that an example for the podcast was at the beginning of this year, we set a goal to do 100 podcasts over the course of a year. Right. If I could go back and recreate that goal, I would have said we should record two podcasts a week for the first quarter. And okay. then after that quarter, like because it's super effort-based, after that, we could reevaluate, and if it's going well, we can just keep going with the same goal for the next quarter, or we could uh, try to add in some sort of video component after that, or right. whatever. But whatever we do, we just commit to it for however long, maybe it's a month or a quarter, and we commit to it just all in, and we're just going to do this number of things, this number of times with this number of effort, 
And then after that, we're going to reevaluate. And we're, we might tweak it a little bit. We might add something new. We might take something away. I like that because I think anytime you start something new and don't see it results immediately, it's it's hard to see. It's hard to forecast whether it's actually a beneficial thing or it's something that maybe isn't beneficial or something that's even negative to you. So especially when we deal in long-term fulfillment type things. And I think most of the things we do <laughs> do that. So I like that there's a commit period where uh, we talked about sunk cost mm-hmm. a while ago where, you know, sunk cost fallacy, I think the one of the more important parts about sunk cost is that there is a commit period so you can even understand if there is sunk cost. So I like the fact that there's a hard commit. And then to... To the point we said earlier about you're in control of these things right now, you know, what's stopping us from taking a very real approach with this new information to our business goals at Living Every Now? Yeah, I would I, love to do the 12 week year for Living Every Now. Let's let's do it, dude. Like we can we can change now. Like I want to read up on it a little bit more, but I'm sure that there's a lot of good from what you're telling me, there's a lot of good information there. Yeah, cool. Okay, so the next I think <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> aspect of goals is to make your your goals or your habits binary. So a checkbox. Either either you did it today or you didn't do it today. Either you ate sugar today or you didn't eat sugar today. Either you meditated or you didn't. And you should know exactly what it means to check that box and what exactly what it means to not check that box. There shouldn't be no ambiguity ever whether or not you did the thing. Okay. And I think, do that, you have any bad examples? Um, what do you mean bad examples? Oh, like, like when, when people are not having yes. binary goals? Yeah. So yeah, I will call myself out on this one. One of my quote unquote goals that I'm not really taking super seriously in this trial period for the accountability bot is exercising. Okay. So, uh, Right now, my foot's kind of hurt, so I'm not really going on many runs. And I don't know exactly what it is I'm counting as an exercise and what it is I'm not counting as an exercise. So okay. if I do 15 pull-ups, does that check the box? Like, I, I don't know. I haven't defined exactly what an exercise is. Would you mind shaping that into now a goal that is binary? Yeah, so I loved back when I had the Apple Watch, they have those rings. Yeah. And they have... You know, if you close all three of your rings every day, you get like these streaks or whatever. That's honestly one of my favorite parts about the Apple Watch. It's really cool. It's really neat. And I it, like it. I genuinely think if you follow the rings, you'll be a pretty healthy person generally. Yeah, and you can you can you can kind of shift it to be mm-hmm. more or less depending on what your uh, lifestyle is like. And I and they also have an accountability feature you can invite your friends to, mm-hmm. yeah. which is like I'm waiting for you to get your Apple Watch again so we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that basically. If I was going to make it binary, it would be something like that. Like I burned okay. this many calories or had some way to put a metric on it. Like I I did 15 minutes at least of something that I would consider hard or I sweat at least once or like during I, the exercise. I met my macros today or I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Either you did or you didn't. A binary thing. How do, how do, yeah, I'm trying to think how I apply this to music. Maybe you can help. Did I, I showed up today or I didn't. Is that it? Is that good? Yeah. And I okay. think in an, in the atomic style habit kind of thing, he recommends, if I'm correct, you told me this, but start out really, really small. So start out with one minute a day. Yeah. And then work up to five minutes a day. And I was thinking about that as you were having this conversation because I was thinking, are those binary? So, and you, they can be, because you could still say, 
I did 10 music, I did two hours of music production today, or I did seven hours of music production today, or I did five minutes of music production today. Now there, I think you should definitely start with, did I do it or I didn't? Because like he says and how I've implemented in my own life for reading, for example, now I read almost every day. And I started with just pick up the book. That's all I had to do every day mm-hmm. was just pick up the book. I didn't even have to read it. I just had to pick it up. And then one, lo and behold, when you pick up a book every day, you start reading it. <laughs> and, and you start reading more and more and more. And then you can make your goals or habits more aggressive as you scale. Yeah. And that's an important part is incrementing. I don't know how I feel about changing your definition of what is binary halfway through a goal. So if your goal is to you know read for five minutes a day uh, for the next quarter... I don't know how I feel about upping that to 10 minutes a day if, you've, if you're doing really well halfway through the quarter. I think you should just keep it the same because most of the time your barrier for hitting that mark is going to be pretty low, Yeah. but intentionally so because once you get started, it's really about the consistency. Right. So maintaining consistency I think is more important than the output of an individual session. I, so it doesn't matter if you produce music for seven hours or five minutes. Yeah. The fact that you sat down at all is the important part. That's, I, I think, 100%. I think momentum is way more powerful than a lot of people give it credit for. We all give it credit for. I, I'm, I'm included. And taking away the impact of momentum is 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 been super important for me, so much to the point where, you know, I talked about my exercise habit, I think a couple episodes ago or something. And I was talking about how sometimes I just don't feel like it at all. And just going to the gym, even if it was 20 minutes, is more important in the grand scheme of things than the 20 minutes of effort I put in. Because no, I didn't get much out of the 20 minutes of effort I put in. But what I did do was keep my personal integrity with myself, one. And two, keep my momentum going. So that the next day I still show up versus me, the, the potential of me breaking the habit completely and not going again. And that's where I, I'm, I guess you're going to talk about it, but that's where that two day rule from James Clear really is effective is because if you don't do something for one day, you can't ever do it not for two days. So make sure you go to the gym after one rest day. And that's how my rest days are scheduled. And I know that if I take two days off, I don't hit the gym as much that week. Like this week, I was busy with um, assignment stuff for for uh, work, and I missed two days in a row. And I've been to the gym twice this week, versus I'm usually there five five times a week. Do you ever overuse the two day rule intentionally? Like, just basically do every other day because you know you can. No, I never do because the intention is not the crutch of the two day. It's not a crutch. It's a tool to be used to get back on track. Really, mm-hmm. it's a reminder to yourself. Okay, oh, it's my commitment. You know, I don't want to skip this another day. Um, but I think in those times where you maybe fuck up or maybe you, you know, you're gonna have low points of this pursuit, right? There's, you're not gonna be perfect, and just knowing that you know you skip every other day, you maybe you do that for a whole week, but you can get back on the train of doing it consecutively again. And in the gym specifically, I think it's actually important to have rest days just recover. Like I don't, and I, I actually believe in active rest. So, you know, longer walk on my rest days is usually something I'll do. A longer stretching period is something I'll do. Maybe even yoga on my rest days. 
Um, but, or we, we threw the ball yesterday. That was a nice little rest day activity. Nothing too intense, but moving my body. Mm. Yeah, I'm realizing now that I haven't quite figured out how to judge the success of a habit retrospectively. Well, once it's done, you right. know, like how many days did you miss and like how do you quantify that and how do you how do you figure out if this goal was successful or not? Right. Um I guess I guess is it only successful on the daily level? Pretty or, much. Okay, I think that's how it should be. I don't necessarily think like maybe the only marker should for uh sort of a more macro level should be did I do this for 12 weeks? Like did I do it all 12 weeks? Yeah, but if you miss it once, does that make the whole thing a failure or do you get a percentage? I'm trying to think like just implementation wise for the bot, but Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Did I I don't know. Did I engage in it at least for 12 weeks? Did I did I track my habit for 12 weeks? Maybe that's what it should be. Well, if you didn't track it, that's the same as not doing it essentially from that's what the I'm saying. perspective. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But but what if you tracked it for half of it? You know, that's what just what I'm trying to figure out. How do you retrospectively judge the success of it? Well, wouldn't that be a failure binarily? Binarily? Or well, should it be well, binary? The, the whole at all? the whole twelve weeks can't be a failure. I don't think that thing should be binary. Okay. I don't, I don't think at the end the success is either this habit was a success or a failure. I think on the daily level it is. But oh, okay. when you add up all those days together, you know, you you might slip and and miss a week. Yeah. But that didn't make the whole thing a failure, I don't think. Huh. Well, didn't you say that everything needs every every goal needs to be binary? Well, I think all your habits should be binary. Like what whether you completed it yes or no. Yeah. And the twelve weeks is not one of those? Well, I mean, maybe that should be, but it just seems a little bit ambitious to, I just, to commit to doing something for 12 weeks and like not miss a single week or I just, a single day if it's I, an everyday goal. Yeah, I, I guess just in this framework, I have a hard time drawing the line from like is at every in, I guess every habit has an endpoint and then at every endpoint, there's an inflection period or a reflection period rather. And maybe it's just an open-ended thing. Maybe that's the best solution where you just write about it. I'm thinking from the bot perspective as well. Oh, well, I don't know. Like, I I think it's just easier just to tell people what percentage of days they hit and then let them compare their numbers amongst each other. That's good. But I don't know how we would implement something like writing about it or something. I don't know. Interesting problem. Just take the uh, take the service off. <laughs> like the uh, assignment I did this week. You can message on your own platform. <laughs> no chat. No chat necessary. You know what I'm talking about? No. Like how like I had the opportunity to either build a chat in oh, the thing right, or I right. could be like, okay, I'll connect you guys and you guys message off the platform. It's like the same thing here. Like go ahead and do your reflection off the bot channel. Like, but here's your percentage of what you did. Cool. I like that. I think that's good. Yeah, that is good. That's fine. It's especially for MVP. Yeah, I don't know how else we would do it. But yeah. we can we can think about this more offline. Um, Anyways, yeah. Anything else? How do any like? Do you want to even get into vision and how that happens? How do you get to what you think is the perfect you? I guess, or is that is that more arbitrary, or should it be clearly defined? I I, I imagine it should be clearly defined, and then that's a good way to work back into what your habits are. Have you have you um, experienced? 
too many habits because I know, for example, in my journaling, I experienced too many questions and it got overwhelming. I think my best approach to habits has been incrementing and handling what I can handle and then adding a habit when I feel comfortable to and not doing anything, not doing too many things at once. Now I'm at the point where I feel like I can, you know, successfully have like three, four habits in the habit bot, for example, that I'm actively trying to work on. But I know, for example, when I first started tracking my habits and first started trying to build these uh, different tools for my life, that wasn't even achievable for me. That wasn't even something I could consider. It was one at a time. Um, so I was just, I guess, is there is there limits to your own personal development that you experienced with with stacking habits? And, you know, have you have you ever been overwhelmed by all that you were trying to do? I've definitely like lost discipline, but I've never been overwhelmed just because of the sheer number of habits I was trying to implement. Okay. It was more just like, I just got lazy this week and didn't do them. How do you get back to, say, say you broke the two day rule. Mm -hmm. How do you get back to your habits? Well, you just do them, but sometimes it's so hard for some reason. It, it really is. And I think part of that is the way we define our goals. Okay. Because if your goals require 100% uh, attendance, basically, if you can never miss a day, as soon as you miss one day, then it's kind of like, oh, I failed. Right. You know, like, why would I even start again now? I already failed. Right. So focusing more on effort and focusing on, like, I, I didn't, didn't talk about this, but one aspect of goals that I think is important is to never look backwards to see your progress until the very end. Okay, so, so the inflect, like the in period reflection time, like twelve weeks, for example, or four weeks mm -hmm. that you alluded to. That's yeah. when you can look back. That's when you can before. look back and, and figure out, you know, how successful you were. But whether you should do something today or not should never depend on whether you did it yesterday. It should always, or should never. Yeah, it should never. Depend on whether you do it tomorrow, basically. You never need to get pinched at the end of a scenario. So if your goal is to do uh, five workouts in a week yeah, and then you did one on Monday, one on Tuesday, skipped Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all of a sudden it's Saturday and it's impossible for you to complete your goal because you've already missed too many days. So you're just going to give up. Right. Like why, why would you even keep going? You've already failed. You, there's not enough days left in the week for you to complete what you had in your goal. So you you should always be I guess you should always be backwards looking then. You should never look forward. I think that that's I think that what you're saying is important. I I think just blank slating the day in general is really good approach. Like every day is a new day and yeah. you have to match all the effort that you intend to reach your perfect self with or your best self with every single day. So for me it's like I don't really care if I missed it yesterday. But Today, I'm going to try again to give my best effort towards yeah, reaching it's that. It's just about progress, or momentum. At least I, or at least I should. Yeah, at least I should. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, if your goal was to get to 200 by the end of the year in terms of your bench press or something. Right. And it's December, you have a month left, and you're nowhere even close. Right. Because your goal is about the outcome and not the effort. Right. Your goal is basically meaningless at that point. Because you, you know in your heart of hearts you're not going to get to 200 right. in your bench press. So well, it's just about... Yeah. Your goal needs to be effort. Yeah, and also, too, this goes back to the conversation of, uh, well, a lot of different conversations we've had, but earlier we was, I was talking about the purpose thing, 
Like what's, what's the purpose here? And having great purpose for your goals allows you to propel. Like I don't even think about making music every day as a, like even a habit. I think about that as just fun. You know what I mean? Because that's what I like to do. It's what I want to do. I know you think about it a habit. I, I do at you, some first level. First things first. I, I do at some level, right? But when I'm in it, it's just absolutely like consuming. It's absolutely, yeah, good habits should be. It's And it's just everything that I want to be doing with yeah, my life. Yeah, your habits should be things you enjoy, hopefully. Right. But I guess cold showers is not something I enjoy. If you but, do them long enough, you'll start to enjoy them. But the purpose of the cold showers is something I... Yeah. Is what my point is. And I think that I think that having great purpose for your habits is really important, at least in my life. I, I think it's I think it's important. Like knowing your why. I'm not gonna argue against purpose for yeah, sure. Knowing your why. Um another thing that this gets to is kind of like you're kind of a you're kind of uncovering how to fall in love with the process. And that's some of the best advice that people can give you on the pursuit of great heights, I I think, is that falling in love with the process is everything because when you're falling in love with the process and every day is a new blank slate, you, you, the goals do take care of themselves. Your, your envision does take care of itself. And this goes back to our conversation on contentment versus ambition, I think, because the process is where your contentment should come from, at least in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And that's how you reach ambitious goals. It's kind of a crazy, like weird wraparound. But I love that your system here approaches these sort of macro metaphysical ideas that we've talked about in the past that we've both seen a lot of benefit from, or at least are trying to wrap our heads around and, and see benefit from benefit from and enact in our own life. Yeah. So I kudos think to con- you. Good contentment job. Contentment and ambition is kind of like the the vision and the habits. Like the ambition is your vision and the contentment is your habits. Wow. Yeah. And it's you know, I think we reached a point in that conversation where both are both there's a balance there, right? Like there's Well, your your habits are always gonna be kind of in conflict with your vision. Right. There's a dichotomy. Yeah, like they're they're kind of contradict. Yeah. yeah. But they but they are both important as well. Yeah, they're necessary for each other. Yeah. And in your conversation, vision and habits are both important today, right? Like they rely on each other. Yeah. Yeah. You can have one with, well, you can't have one without the other. You're just not going to know where you're going. Exactly. Anyways, let's wrap this up. Okay. I'm good. Anything else? No. Cool. Um, well, where can they find us on the internet? They can find us on uh, online at HTTPS colon double slash live every now.com you can find us on instagram and twitter at live every now and uh join our discord link in the bio we have uh we launched recently a creative feedback channel where you can submit anything that you're interested in um and that you've made and get some feedback from everybody in the channel i think there's like 12 members or 17 members in that channel so it's pretty cool there's i've been sharing some beats i've been making which is cool. Got some other people sharing some beats, and I'm sure there'll be more. And we'd love to, we'd love to see you in there and, and join the conversation. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for this episode. I think you did a really good job. Cool. Bye.